enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Aaron. I'll be your host tonight as we discuss the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is going to be a good show, everybody. Um, you might hear some things about this show that you may or may not have heard from any other internet correspondents on it. I'm going to just say right now off the top, it's going to be a lot of real discussion going on here about this fantasy show that is like kind of art imitating life in a lot of different ways. Okay. Temple of Geek Podcast. We've been around since 2012. Here we discuss and celebrate fandoms and all things geek. And to our returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in with me today. It's going to be a familiar voice. Uh, She was on the show last week as well. Very good friend of mine, a Temple of Geek contributor, cosplayer. Please give it up for Alexandra Cott. How you doing? I'm I'm doing. I'm doing hey, pretty well, considering. I know, right? It's, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah. It, <it's, laughs> it has. It just it feels like it's been a longer, longer yeah, than that. Yeah. It's, it, it's been a very, very long week. I don't too much get into current events here on uh, the Temple of Geek podcast, but... With, with, with what we're going to discuss tonight, we we might delve into that, so buckle on up. So, Falcon and Winter Soldier. At the time of recording, we are four episodes in. By the time this airs, uh, it'll be five episodes in, then one episode left. Get ready for some spoiler talk. If you haven't seen the show, get on that. What is wrong with you? This is a great fucking show. Um, how, how are you enjoying the show so far? Oh, man. I love it. I had a friend ask me that question after the first, I think it was like the first episode and she made a comment that it sounds like, it's like, it feels like it's for comic book fans. I'm like, I know, I love it. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of where, where I am. And I think that, oh, I think that the actors are really getting to shine. All of them from the villain to the villain you thought was the villain. Right. <laughs> and to the, the, but the buddy, the buddy cop comedy folks, which are, you know, Sam and Bucky's, how they kind of painted this show yeah. going into it. And one thing that stuck in my head from some of the the, the interviews with um, Sebastian Stan and uh, Mackie were the fact that they, they had to like pinpoint an episode where like there was a big cliffhanger because, you know, WandaVision really did the, they really right. leaned into that cliffhanger, which... I can imagine some people, if they haven't seen the show yet, it's because they don't want to deal with the cliffhangers and are going to right. watch it. And that's fair. I get that. The episode that Sebastian Stan called out was episode four. And I have to say, I utterly agree with him. Yeah. Because who that ending. Now, in episode in episode four, and, and, and feel free to get straight into spoilers and stuff, um, because that that's what we're okay. here for. But episode four, it ends with new Captain America, uh, John Walker, killing a dude in in public while he's being videotaped. In the comics, I'm glad you said that the show is like for comic book fans because it is. In the comics, John Walker, who who was at one point Captain America, he became U.S. agent. He killed a guy in 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 cold blood in front of a lot of people. That is a parallel straight from the comic. However, they they changed it a bit. And, and, I, and I like that they changed it a, a bit to make it more modern and more realistic because, unfortunately, where we live in America, in the United States of America, uh, this, this happens a lot, a lot, a lot. 
an uncomfortable amount of a lot. And it, it's nothing that yep. anybody should get used to or anything like that. But that episode had so much hidden truth within it that like a lot of people in the United States aren't ready to like kind of accept what that episode was really saying. A- am I wrong for feeling that way or 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 are are you, are you smelling what I'm cooking? <laughs> I no, I'm picking I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh, no, it was uncomfortably and it's like it's it's come up in media before like this is America. Right. Uh, that song in particular mm-hmm. is what like popped in my head, but like there it is with the trial going on, it is very and and the uncomfortable terrifying levels of um parallel to reality and then there's the the other parallel which is a lot nicer to look at which is the parallel like in mcu for that right but i don't want to go into that if we're talking about something more serious let's just go right into the serious stuff right out of the gate so we can have a little bit more fun with it later but like it the the thing the thing what struck me was one they were in a foreign country okay there's a guy walked in named Captain America. He's walking in in his New England Patriots football uniform with the tiniest helmet ever. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, Disney has the budget. We know Marvel has the budget. Why couldn't they get Wyatt Russell a bigger helmet? Because that thing looks way too small on his head. But um, I think there's some costume parallels. There's someone that does a breakdown of comparison between the two costumes. And I think we could do a whole episode almost on that. I, I, I saw one that was kind of hidden on something. I think it was trying to be a little bit too deep because they were saying it like because it was missing the color white and white is the color of purity, which is also based in a lot of racism. The saying that white is the color of purity, that that bothers me. But his costume does indeed have white in it. The star on his chest is is white. But that's beside the point. That's just me being a nitpicky nerd about it and stuff. Thing is, it's like, you got a guy named Captain America. He's supposed to be representing America. He is not affiliated with the Avengers. They make that very clear through this show. He's in a foreign country, which America likes to put themselves in foreign countries and stuff, saying, don't you know who I am? We sure do. Killing a dude. Yep. And yes, he was part of the Flag Smashers, which is presented as this terrorist organization. However... To everybody watching that happen, this is just a regular dude running for his life, getting killed by somebody who is, in that episode, the mascot of America. And I want to touch on the fact that you said mascot because Sam's sister, the way she delivers that line and the fact that she uses that that word is just, oh, they... God, they wrote this so well. <laughs> it's a real good testament to how they wrote this, too. We talked about this uh, last week when we went off air, uh, when we were recording with Cal. Uh, please go listen to that episode. It was great. But we, we talked about this United States military insignia and uniforms and equipment all through this show. What a lot of people don't know that in entertainment, if you're going to write a script and you want to include any kind of United States military symbols, uniforms like authentic united states stuff like you have you want to use the name i was in the air force i was in the army i was in the marine something like that the military that branch has to approve everything in the script why do they do this because they don't want you to say anything that would make the united states military look bad sometimes that means they don't want you telling the truth. That's a very hard pill to swallow. I have nothing but respect for people who go and serve this country. However, 
I'm not of a subscriber of that everybody who serves in the military is a hero. I'm just not that way because that's 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 not that's not true at all. Um, there was an incident earlier this week where there was a member of the United States Army, I believe. Uh, he was a sergeant, literally assaulting a black man on the street for walking in his own neighborhood. That happened. He was served, he served in the United States military. He's not a hero. But back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. What do you mean making sweeping judgments right. is a bad thing to Exac- do? It's a horrible do thing to do. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to do to make sweeping judgments and stuff. Because if everybody in the United States military was a hero, you wouldn't have one of these heroes on video telling a black man who's going for a walk in his own neighborhood that you're in the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker. That's what he said. So we get a lot of parallels in this show about what America is, and they're extremely smart about how they write this. They do it by showing because like Walker's mannerisms, they're all military. They're all very cop-like. When I rewatched it, I like paid more attention and I was like taking notes while I was doing it. And I went back and I was like, yep, he, the way he moved, the way he cleared the room, the way he approached the situation when they were all in that room, when it was Bucky, um, Battlestar and uh, Walker all, all in that room, Lamar and Bucky were just chilling. They were relaxed. They were just like, nope, we, we believe Sam's got this. Like the moment Sam mentioned he had experienced with PTSD and being counselor and working with Lamar was like, I got you. You actually, you know, I trust that you're going to be able to do this. You know what you're doing. You're qualified to take care of this. Yeah. Exactly. And so they're chill. It's Walker that's antsy. It's Walker that's itching to get to the fight. It's Walker that's got the trigger finger. Like that, that like adrenaline going. He's, he's the liability and they show it in body language and they show it by like how he just is like, nope, I'm going in. Like, nope, I'm just, I'm right. I'm above what I need to be. I'm broke above procedure. I don't know this guy. Like, I'm Captain America. I make the decisions. It was like the energy he gave exactly. off. Exactly. Uh, another subtle thing, which is a great form of writing. Now, when I say that the military has to approve on a script, what people don't know about scripts is it's not just you say this line, I say this line. No, it's a lot of direction involved in script writing as well. Okay. In the bank scene where they were trying to get an SVA loan, which is a real loan, that is a real government loan that veterans can get. And it's never as much as they say that they're going to give you any. Sam said a very, very telling line that a lot of people will miss. But if you pay attention to it, it's like, hey, I know for a fact we both qualify for an SVA loan. And then the banker says, well, that was under the old terms. That's a very, very subtle and nuanced way of just everyday banking as just not even just a black person, but just a person of color in general. Because the rules change for us at a moment's notice, you know? And and that just shows that Sam can fight for his country. He can fight for the universe. Yep. And then when he's go back home trying to rest, he still can't get taken care of by the country that he served. I, I tell people all the time, if you want to see how the United States treats their military, and, and again, I respect people who serve this country. I really do. I respect people who serve this country more than this country respects them because I live in Los Angeles. I live very close to Hollywood Boulevard. There are a lot of uh, veterans homeless on the street on Hollywood Boulevard because they can't get the help that they need 
from the country that they fought and served for. Oh, yeah. It's a I've, very common tale. Touching on that, I grew up in North Carolina, and North Carolina is, it's got Camp Lejeune, which is Marines, it's got Cherry, Point, Cherry mm-hmm. Point, which is Air Force, it's got the Coast Guard, it's got Fayetteville, which is Army. Like, it's chock full of military. I had a lot of friends um, in just growing up throughout the years and just uh, living where I was. It, they came back and they weren't the same. They came back and they had to fight the VA to get the medical and this is just the physical yep. medical attention that they need. And mental health was just overlooked and tossed aside. And even like if they could even try and get it. And that's the same thing with the physical. It was just like long wait times when you could get medical attention. It was, it was great, but like there's so much turnover in, I don't know about yep. every VA. I know there's corruption. I know there's been some stories that I've heard on NPR and I'm not like an expert on it. I just, really difficult to get any medical treatment in this country and it's just a, it's yeah. rougher when it's through the government which i don't think anyone can be surprised by honestly i sure do wish we treated our serving members of um of america better when they return because we sent them off to war at 18 but we don't patch right. them up when they come back yeah when they come back it's like okay thanks for that and <laughs> you need a ride home or something like that it's just it's it's and it shows with that, like, uh, again, like Sam, he fought for his country in the Air Force. He had a support group at the VA, you know, yep. he's he's given back, you know, to the same country and stuff. And then he fights to save the universe. Kane comes back from the dead yes. to fight for the universe. Yep. And then he still, you know, he just wants to take care of his family, which, you know, he has every right to do, you know. So then you get the inverse of that U.S. agent played by um, Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son. Really? Great actor, by the way. I didn't know he was Kurt Russell's... I want to say that. Is he? Yep. That's Kurt Russell and Goaty Hawn's son. Yep. God, I feel old. I just want to... I also want to say that, like, he's doing amazing. And any of y'all chuckles out there that are, like, sending him any sort of garbage, stop that. Because... Yeah, like the it's his job. Because he's an actor. Yeah, <laughs> it's his. He's doing exactly what he's being paid to do. And, and wow, I, I've said this a million times. Any actor, if you can get me to actually really just hate your character, you're doing something right. Like yep. the best example I can give of this, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro in Meet the Parents. I wanted to punch <laughs> him in the face that entire movie. <laughs> And I had to control myself. I was like, wait a second. That's not Robert De Niro. He's playing a part. I loved him. You know? Is it terrible He's, of me that I loved him? He, but is it, it's probably because of how he no, treated his cat. No. Honestly. Right. Yeah. That's, that might have been it. Like, he <laughs> was he was devoted to that he cat was. in that movie. Too much, but, but like, still, I get it. He was very... He taught his cat how to use a human toilet. So, like, he was devoted to that cat. Uh, my wife just wanted me to uh, she just said that it's not that hard to teach a cat to use a human toilet uh i i didn't know that but there are more oh okay there are more than you would expect um <laughs> none of mine know how to use a human toilet i i'm i'm learning there are i'm learning more every day you know how they have the dogs with the buttons like that have the words they have taught some cats to do that yeah like <laughs> like <laughs> i think my favorite right. clip is when um so one of the cats was mad, and I guess one of the buttons was "fuck you," and it just kept glaring at them, <laughs> pressing the "you" button. And wow. I was like, you know, that's that's but the most yeah. cat. Anyways, sorry, cat cat <laughs> deviance, but that is the no, most no, cat. No, thing. you're good. Cat 
look, I'm I'm all about cat tangents. I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but Wyatt Russell, Wyatt Russell, great actor because he can get you to, and you're not supposed to like a U.S. agent. If you're not familiar with the comic books, we've been calling U.S. agent, who's Captain America in the show right now, uh, we've been calling him Mega Cap for a long time. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. he that's who he is. He's supposed he's, to be like that. He's like a hardline you know? fundamentalist Christian, like America first. Right. Like that's how even I think on like the Marvel it's, wiki, that's how he's described. Like, yeah, very... he's a he's very right wing. He's he's super conservative and stuff. That's who he is in the comics. You know, he has more redeeming qualities in the comics than he does in the show. But yeah, that's you're supposed to not like him. You're supposed to want something better for america and here's why a lot of people don't like him i'll reference one of my favorite movies one of my favorite books and possibly the one of the greatest movies of all time the never-ending story when atreyu was going to the second gate of the southern oracle you go to the mirror of reflection and you see your true self some people can't take seeing themselves how they are you know yeah some people who think that they're brave find out that they cowards some people who think that they are super kind find out that they are super cruel thing is u.s agent in falcon and winter soldier he is america and a lot of people don't like what they see when they see that and that says more about the people watching them art imitates life sure does you know and that's what we're seeing with that. Yeah. And it's just not me being a black man saying this. No. no. Everybody can see this. So it's like some people don't like what they see when they see that because you've been fed a lie. Kind of like John Walker in the show is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or you just like your, you but don't want your you... landscape to change. You are benefiting from the right. landscape and where you're sitting, and then any any threat to that changing is upsetting to you. Exactly, and it, it goes to another line from the MCU that I love so much, coming from Ultron. He said, "You guys want everything to get better, but you don't want anything to change." Nah, man. The only constant is you change. Know, Me, the engineer. That's like the only con- That's the thing. The only constant is change. If you're not changing, you're stagnating. You're not right. improving. Right. You have to change to get better. If nothing ever changed, we wouldn't be on this podcast right now. <laughs> we, we wouldn't be a species, really. <laughs> we we yeah, we would have died off a long time ago as a species if we didn't change at all. Oh, we didn't change. We don't need to change. We don't need clothes in this cold climate. You know, we don't need uh to learn how to swim or cook food. You know, we don't need <laughs> Or cook food or learn how to throw weapons so these giant animals won't attack us, you know? It's... Those are... It's all... We all need to change to get... We can't expect... That's why... That's why, like, right now we're in, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. There is light at the end of the tunnel, but just me knowing how last spring oh, and summer went, we're probably gonna go right back to where we were. But I don't... I hate when people say, I can't wait till things go back you know. to normal. No! No! No, normal is what yeah. got us here. We need to go we back. Need, we need to we go need to, to something some different shit first. Actually, <laughs> not just yeah. tape, tape the same piece of paper together and call it brand new. That's not no. no. Um, it's like we need to go a different way about it, like something else. But back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, 
with 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 all the with all of that with all of the the political under and overtones in this yeah. show, there are some good wholesome moments in this. Can I say my favorite? They, they were, Can I say they were my there. favorite? <laughs> please, <scene>. please. <laughs> Doing good, John. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yes. Doing that was, great, that there, was, John. That was my favorite. Looking, looking strong. <laughs> looking <laughs> that strong, John. Scene, that whole that, scene as someone who's a big, like, badass lady scene. I love the Dora. I love the Dora. Uh-huh. So, like, all of them. You know, Sam, Sam gave him a warning shot. Sam was like, dude, you don't want to. Like, dude, you don't want to. You really don't want to do this. And they, they all are like that. Like, even Zemo's like, nah. Zemo's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. He's supposed to, he was played as the villain, right. but he's smart. Like, he's an intelligent dude. He read the room and was like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. These ladies like, are like, I'm, clearly. I'm, I'm, in that whole scene, I'm Zemo. I'm like, all right, they these they are really getting low on this dude. I'm just gonna walk out because at the end of the day, they're looking for me, so I gotta yeah. go. And he ends up doing cause... that. He ends up like hide, going through mm-hmm. the drain that's under his tub because, of course, he's got a, a an exit yeah. plan. But that the choreography of that scene, the way it's set up, the parallels for like, and oh, the fact that toxic masculinity strikes again. They weren't even. Yo. They weren't even super soldiers. Nah, man. They were just badass yeah. ladies that trained no. for like they, from. They're just warriors, and they, they don't believe in. They don't believe in that American exceptionalism crap. They just. They just fight. They just do it. They don't. They're honorable. And if they're anybody. Badass. If in in real life, if anybody, if you say you don't have jurisdiction here, and if anyone says to you in response to that. Wherever I am is where I have jurisdiction. <laughs> Just stand down. Just look. They are willing. Like, I watch a lot of <laughs> right. I watch a lot of wrestling. Right. I, I watch a lot of pro wrestling, and uh, I I I know it's fake. Everybody says, "Why do you watch wrestling? It's fake." I'm literally talking about a show called The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. Okay, entertainment's fake, but <laughs> but. Uh, I watch a lot of wrestling, and uh, while the moves and stuff are fake, there's one move that, as a kid, when I watched it, I was like, man, if something like that happened in a real fight, the fight's over. Um, where It's called a super kick, where you just sidekick somebody straight in the chin. <laughs> oh, Jesus. If anybody, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if anybody can successfully connect that in an actual fight, it's over. Next- just stand down. Cause you don't want to see what they can do after that. Oh man! If someone tell if if a group of women who look who who are wearing matching uniforms coming in with spears and well, all of them heads are shaved oh, and nobody's blinking <laughs> and nobody's blinking, just just listen to what they have don't to say. Don't call them pointy sticks. Figure out. <laughs> nope. The mm-hmm. whole oh the nope. all of it. And the accuracy with which they just, like, threading the literal needle. Like, taking that spear and getting it through the straps right. of his, like, his shield that he had to right. let go. That he had to, like, stop touching the head. Like, let go. Where there's a parallel, there's a, like, a euphemism. Like, let go of the shield. Let it drop. And then she picked that shit up. Like, oh, just perfection. Um... And, and 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 that and that and, and that too was the tipping point where he decided to take the super soldier serum. Yep. By the way, 
when when you are when you are basically you just like a a, a mediocre white dude and you just whoa, get your ass whoa. whooped by three black women, you about to hit the steroids. That's <laughs> literally what happens in reality you 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 about to hit them steroids that's that was the realest scene <laughs> they was like he's like nope i can't Mm-mm. yep and as Mm-mm. someone who lifts weights and like at a division one school and i still do it now whenever i i've seen it happen even now and i'm like getting back to where i used to be but like if i lift heavier than a dude next to me I sometimes oh, yeah. I see it and sometimes oh, it doesn't yeah. bother them and it's very mi- minority that doesn't bother them. But like I see it and I've seen them try to put more weight on and then almost hurt themselves. I'm like they try to put more. Yeah, they try I'm to like, stack more. Dude, up. This is not going to mm-hmm. help you. Like wherever you are is wherever you are, and that's chill. Like I'm not judging you. Please stop. Stop judging yourself. Like I'm chill. But man, I it happens a lot. And so like I'm this whole the way this scene played out, zero percent surprised. Like if there was negative surprise, I'd be negative surprised. Yeah. I think it's why I loved it so much. I was exactly. Like, and it wasn't even a four on three because Zemo just, <laughs> Zemo zipped out of there. Zemo didn't join right. the fight. Zemo was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get out. I'm a dip. See y'all. And then it's like, and, and then Sam, Sam and Bucky didn't even try to join the fight. They were trying to restrain. Yeah. And, the door from killing him basically. And, and a, right. And apparently, uh, Bucky doesn't read the instructions and didn't learn that there's a key code to knock his arm off. So I think they didn't. That was a safe. That was a fail safe. Like in this, in uh, that might have been that a, was fail a fail safe. Yeah. Because let me also just we're gonna have to talk about the the opening of this show because Sebastian the therapy Stan scene. Just yeah, killed it. Like I just whew, right from the get go. Like. Un- he's such an underrated actor and I think they haven't used him to his like fullest potential, but like these shows are allowing these actors mm-hmm. to show the versatility. That's that what they I have. like about these shows. The depth that yeah. they have. The That's depth what I like. The character because... has. It's just mm-hmm. build that universe out, build the relationships out, make you care. And that's something you, like, you already cared about Sam and Bucky coming in. Right. That's something that worked against right. um, John Walker. Because you, we, we were ready to hate him because he wasn't Steve. We were ready to hate him because he wasn't Steve. Right. And I was really surprised at how much they built up at the, like when they introduced him and how, like, I didn't like him immediately. But then during that episode, they kind of made him more human, like, more relatable. Like, he seemed, he seemed at the time like a guy just trying to do his best. Like, he's a good soldier, just trying to do the best that he can. But then, like, little things started, like, chipping away and he you got to see what was really under the surface. Cause I think it's just, everyone presents that mask, that face, right. Oh that, yeah. To the outside world, especially like in any sort of job. Cause this is his job. They kept, uh, excuse me, Steve lived it. Like Steve was that good yep. guy. Um, like how Erskine, and that's why he picked him because he wasn't, he wasn't he didn't have rotten spots that were that could get worse he wasn't going to turn into the red skull you know like no and one of the things when when i'm I'm switching back here but like when walker and lamar are talking about you know hey would you take the serum and lamar's like hell yes it just makes it just brings out the best in you it just brings out like you and he highlights all the best things about his friends because he's looking at his friend his like comrade like through like rose colored glasses like he's seeing the good of his friend and he's not thinking about what could go wrong because he's just, he's being optimistic and he's not being realistic. 
but it's a p- parallel right to um i believe it's erskine's quote like dr erskine when he's unknowingly kind of like paraphrasing what he said but in a different perspective but we're seeing a different perspective now rather so yeah and i in the whole would you take the super soldier serum it's to 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 the point where one steve didn't know what he was doing when he took that you got to think about it like he was a 90 pound kid who got turned down from the army lied trying to get into the army so many times uh, uh which 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 just is like white privilege all over the stuff because that's a felony y'all um and <laughs> i mean they, they do state he that he's chosen it's like a like he could get in trouble for it like yeah he says that bucky but, calls him out right it is privilege but I'm you're not saying at it's not. the military it's totally privileged because yeah. you can get arrested on a spot for that really? because that's you know real yeah that's that's like falsify that's a, it's a government document one that you're falsifying and then you're then. you're you know it's it's a lot of different it's a lot of levels of felony to like lie on your enlistment papers but he gets in it all gets wiped away you know you know sometimes it pays to be white but you know and and Captain America's real power, Steve Rogers, it wasn't the super soldier serum. His real powers is not being the least bit racist, even though he was a product of the 40s. But that's beyond. <laughs> I mean, he gives that's the, shield, the weirdest he gives the thing to Sam. <laughs> Yo, I think it's the weirdest thing. It's like not even casually racist. He's not even questioning why Nick Fury is giving him orders. That is just amazing. But. Do you think it, part of that's because he was bullied so much? He was the little guy and bullied so I, much that I I know I think no the the way Steve Rogers was written he is like everything good that he's everything good about the potential that America yes. could be through a white dude you know uh, because at the time where Captain America was written. I don't think you could like actually put a positive black person in comics. I don't think it was possible at that time. Uh, and I'm, and I legit said, I'm not joking when I say that, but it's, and and I'll talk about Isaiah Bradley in a second, but, uh, Captain America was, he was basically everything that America could be, you know? Um, and he's just a really good person. He has his flaws, of course, but, at the, at the same time, Steve Rogers was just somebody that like everybody could be like, you know what? I'm kind of down with Steve. This is why in Civil War, people jumped on Steve Rogers' side because he's Captain America. And everybody on Iron Man's side didn't want to fight them because he's Captain America. <laughs> you know? He embodies he's just this. Yeah. He's, he's a better Superman, you know? But, um, so when you get John Walker, he's a person who's been told that he's great, told that he's good, told that he's courageous. He doesn't at any point through this entire show that we've got to know him. He hasn't shown any of those qualities. He bursts in places. Hey, he pulls the do you know who I am card? You know, he's signing autographs and stuff. Uh, Steve Rogers has been in at least seven Marvel movies. Never signed an autograph. I was gonna ask. Except I don't in think the I've first movie. Him. 
ex, oh. ex, except in uh in the first movie when he was doing the propaganda tour. That when was the was last the time. Yep. Oh, I didn't think he about was doing that. the propaganda tour when they would, but he didn't sign one autograph. Yeah, I saw him at all. People, um, he was just a guy. He. He did his own laundry. He lived in an apartment. Talked about how he couldn't afford an apartment in Brooklyn. All this stuff. He was just a regular American dude doing good because it was a good thing to do. Not because somebody was watching or somebody gave him a uniform that he didn't deserve. Or someone told him. You know, just because. Yeah. In fact, he he went against so many orders, actually. Yo, Captain, here's a trope that I really want to talk about, and, and it's going to happen in this next episode. I'm going to make a prediction, and by the time I, by the time you guys listen to this, it will probably have happened. In each and every Captain America movie, in Captain America First Avenger, Winter Soldier, and Civil War, Captain America has stolen his uniform. Each movie. And, and, and Sam is going to steal that shield. I can't wait for the uniform reveal. Think about that for just a second. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean it was his. But every I mean, movie, Captain America. St- but yeah, he stole he stole his uniform. Every movie, I was like, wow, that's funny that he always has to steal his shit. Steal his shit because at some point it gets taken away from him. Well, th- what happens in Winter Soldier is he's uh, he's a Shield agent, and so he doesn't want to wear that anymore right. because his Shield has been tainted. Shield is is basically like a hydra right. cover but he stole, stole his, his uniform, uniform off of off a museum from the mannequin it's it's from the same yeah. damn smithsonian then, exhibit they just keep updating it yep right and then in the first movie in um first avenger he stole it to go save bucky and the other um and everybody in his uh platoon he did and he went against some mortars there i believe and then, um, right <laughs> yeah he wasn't supposed to go anywhere huh he wasn't even an active soldier. Nope. His 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 rank his rank is 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 very. Uh, <laughs> I love that. What's line. the word I'm looking for? <laughs> huh? Yeah, he's I'm a I'm captain. A I'm like, you're really not. <laughs> but okay, there, buddy. He's more private America than anything. <laughs> I I do appreciate how much Steve. I, I gotta look it up. I got I gotta look up if he actually has a rank now. Now I got. Now, now you gotta pick. Um, that's fine. I want to talk about yeah. how um, he starts off like the only constant is change. Steve learns. Steve evolves. I would say evolves, but he like yep. learns to like you have the the language. Him making an Age of Ultron the language comment, and then he's like dropping curse bombs in the last in the, in the last movie in um, Endgame. Just that is America's ass. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is. Let me just tell you while yeah. you're looking up facts. Thank you for um, refill, uh, filling that requirement, uh, Mr. Anthony Mackey. Thank you. Uh, we all appreciate if you, that you do squats. Yes. Sir. <laughs> and by all, <laughs> I just want to point that out <laughs> because I'm real excited for the costume reveal. I'm always excited about costumes because, like, I think it's we're cosplayers. We're just, like, excited about that. But right, it's something that happened in WandaVision. It's... it's you're not the superhero. Like the evolution has to physically like be represented in our minds too. Like yeah. we like to see that costume reveal. Like Wanda's, I appreciate the hell out of Wanda's because I know Elizabeth Olsen had made comments about her, her previous like I would say uniforms or costumes um, being a little too revealing, and she wanted something more modest. And that uniform, that costume, perfect. 
it was modest and it was badass as all hell. It emanated power. Like it made her look powerful without making her without her titties hanging out, basically. You don't have to be in a bikini right. to be a, a badass lady, like World of Warcraft, take note. I mean <laughs> Sorry, I went off. Mortal Kombat. Well Mortal Kombat's gotten better. Fair. That's fair. That's not a Mortal, canon. I'm it's very gotten better with. because people because yeah, but it, it it was horrible at one point in time. But now it's like people got uh, there were there were a section of Mortal Kombat fans who got really upset that um that yeah that, that they covered some titties that, up. Um, sorry, this is yeah, feet. sorry. <laughs> yeah, they got no no no. It's fine. They they have not told me that I can't yet. So don't <laughs> don't worry. Go for it. But um, yeah, so. I was so when I was watching um so first of all I found out Captain America is indeed a captain. They did actually grant him the rank of captain. Uh, <laughs> I've learned I also <laughs> I also found out that Steve Rogers has a middle name. I I've been reading comics almost is my entire like life. Eugene I had not known this. Uh no it's Grant. Okay. Probably like Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I think maybe it's like his mother's because this is something that happened in like the forties, fifties, and sixties. Sons would get the middle name of their mother's maiden name. Interesting. My my dad has that. So I mean, I know different cultures gotta, have different naming. Like like obviously a, a good MCU example is is Thor, Thor Odin's son. Yeah, because um, in Norse mm-hmm. it was that's. That's actually Nor- that's Norse naming. Yep. Sometimes too. That, that it was for a long time. That was like Scandinavian naming practice. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and that's where we get like last names like Williamson and stuff. It is, in fact, good old Anglo-Saxon up there and everything. Hmm. I will say, right. I think I tried but, to mention yeah. it earlier, but I had some mic issues, so I'm sorry you'll hear me cutting in. A- at one point, but there was a meme that I saw, and it was very akin to the one we when Homeland the Boys season two was airing. We saw we saw like Homelander versus like Superman, but it's uh-huh. you know the America the the idealized America was Cap was Captain America was um Steve Rogers, and then how America actually is uh-huh. is John Walker, and what America needs is is Sam Wilson as Captain America, and I think that is a really good to the point i mean to high level summary of what i want to get out of this uh this series <laughs> since i can't wiggle yeah, mutants out of it it's <laughs> not right oh that's that's another thing i'm glad the conspiracy theories and the wild predictions and stuff calm down for this show because every week with wandavision Me? it was like mephisto 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 i'm like shut the fuck up mephisto's not even that important to to wanda or vision but oh, yeah. every, now, and i would love to see mutants come out because one madripoor uh is crime island yeah. in marvel uh that that's an x-men place that's a, it's it's in the marvel universe but that's an X-Men place. Like, that's an X-Men location, Madripoor. So I was like, oh, wait a minute. Can we get some Wolverine action going on or yeah. something like that? Can we get Wolverine in a suit with an eye patch on, hanging out with Grey Hulk? But no, we won't get Grey Hulk yet. Uh, but 
But yeah, I was like, I, I, I would love to see the mutants come in. I don't want to see them rushed in. Yeah. I, I think we had this conversation before. Like, I, I was I was saying that like I, I, I have a way for them to bring the mutants in. I've said this on this podcast uh, a couple times, uh, but they, they have a way to do it. They can introduce them gradually and start with Namor. See, I didn't Namor, even pick he was up. the first mutant. They... Yeah. In Endgame. And not, not Endgame. Um, it was Endgame. What's it? Uh, Infinity. No, no, it was Endgame. It was yeah, Endgame. It was right at the beginning, though, when they were still up, There was an earthquake. Un... Yeah. Yeah. There was an earthquake under the water, and they was like, look, if something happens underwater, we don't go there. See, that? and that's that's how you can defeat the Dora Milaje if you want to. You know, See, have an earthquake underwater that's like super big, and they like, yo, we ain't going. And my see, I didn't even pick that up, and I don't. I think personally that might be a stretch, but I'm saying that as a, a geologist. Like, I'm an engineer, but I'm a, I have a geology degree, and uh-huh. and I think they're like, it's an earthquake under a subduction zone. We don't do anything because that's honestly what happens in reality. So unless it was something really ridiculous, right. like it, it maybe, maybe, but um. To me, it was just another like, nope, it's just a geology thing. This is just the Earth doing its thing. It's just one. It's the oceanic plate subducting under a another plate. So we don't do anything. But it'd be really cool if it was actually it was actually mutants. I just don't want them to mess up. Really. No, that, that'd be that'd be. Yeah, okay, uh, it there's <laughs> a, there's a lot of heroes that I don't want them to mess up. But I'll also because of the ones that we have so far. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I'll, as long as there's a good story behind it, I'll be okay. Because I have issues with Falcon. Because uh, we could have had mutants already. Because Falcon's a mutant. People don't realize that. I know he can talk to birds. Like, yeah, Sam. Yes, that's his power. He can talk to and see through like the eyes of birds. You know, I didn't know like he can communicate. He's like that he was a mutant. I thought he just had some yeah. animorph shit going on. Mm-hmm. They 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 very rarely bring it up, but no, yeah, he is he is a mutant. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but no, he is a mutant. He can see through. That's why it's like in the comics, Red Wing is an actual bird, and he can see through the eyes of other birds. So, like, if some crime is going on or something like that, and there's some pigeons, he can see where people are going. So he's like a skinwalker from Game of Thrones. You know? Yeah, he's like, he's Aquaman, but for birds. <laughs> but they didn't name him Birdman. Cause I think that... <laughs> no, they, they couldn't. They, Birdman already existed by that point. <laughs> but yeah, so like they we could have had that also Quicksilver and, and Scarlet Witch. Those are Magneto's kids. I don't care what story the comics want to say because dumb they retconning they did the an uncanny avengers oh oh it was so terrible that all of it was all the fandom so terrible <laughs> we're all like we oh, see yeah. this everybody was like no <laughs> everybody was like no that's those are magneto's kids you can't have a per you can't have a magneto's son look exactly like magneto and then say that that's not his son anymore. It's the wizard's son. Yeah, really? No, we're not doing that. Okay, so 
I looked up on the good old. If I were Marvel. Jewish, I'd be more. If I were Jewish, I'd be more upset. <laughs> oh God, fair. <laughs> um, so he's human, enhanced by the comic cosmic cube, is what Marvel Wiki says. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, affiliation partner of Red Wing. But he's from Harlem, New York. Whereas in MCU, he looks like he's from the Bayou, right? He's from like. Louisiana, Louisiana, yeah. Louisiana, which I think is where Anthony Mackie's from. I think that's what they did with that, which is cool. I like that. I think it's cool. I think it's also like uh, a relatable area of the country for a large population of <laughs> of people that might not want to see the truth about America, right? I'm from the South. Yeah, like, and it's... Right, and them... it's also it shows like, yeah. You know, but him being from Louisiana and him being from Louisiana in the show kind of also shows a parallel of what happens to people who are disenfranchised after a world changing event. Because remember, a lot of people in Louisiana Katrina. are still disenfranchised because of Hurricane Katrina. So that's a that I just caught that right now. <laughs> that's a really good parallel. It is. And I think they mentioned, did they mention Katrina in there? Or maybe I, I was talking so. to I someone about it. I think they're still on the blip. I, yeah, I think everybody's still bringing up the blip and all that stuff. Oh, man. What hit me when, when he was in the the bank talking about getting a loan, what it wrote, jogged in, to me is I graduated right after the, let's say the first downturn, but like 20, uh, 2008 2010 area like i graduated around that uh, yeah yeah i was trying to get a job and everyone like everyone was uh firing people so when they were trying like they were looking for entry-level positions that had like years of experience so when they're like well you don't have you have like five years of you haven't been making money he's like uh i was dead like i was dead or like I was in school like this is entry level I shouldn't have three to four years experience but because people were being right. fired like it was an oversaturated like market which is which honestly is a true thing about like how he was really poorly trying to say you know there's only so many of these and all of a sudden like the demand for it skyrocketed so we can't which is true but the way he went about it was really terrible especially like asking for selfies yeah. but i like how they brought right. up the fact that they didn't get paid like they were they're like no, no no we were we were saving the world like we just did it because we're good which is a parallel right. to something again out of uncanny avengers with um it's actually old man steve which i'm fingers crossing for old man steve and uncanny avengers but i i really like that line because it's got my like that run because it's got rogue and deadpool's an avenger and old man steve and brother voodoo's in it and wanda so like i'm seeing pieces and i'm just being very very projecting and hopeful is, is was he brother is. voodoo at the time or was he was he brother voodoo the, or was he dr voodoo at that time because i know he was dr voodoo for a little he's brother Voodoo. he wasn't sorcerer supreme anymore he wasn't sorcerer supreme I don't think they never referred to it okay. in those. I'll have cool. to double check, but I'm I'm ninety percent sure that he wasn't Sorcerer Supreme yet. Um, I know that he does. That's a cosplay I would like to do, Brother Voodoo. I hope he comes in and Blade. I don't know how they're going to do Blade Voodoo without sometime. it being R. But, anyways, um, so at one point, yeah, <laughs> at the beginning of of I think uh, Volume Three, after that 
I think volume two is the garbage uh, retcon, retcon attempt with the twins. Um, Rogue oh, yeah. and and Steve are like walking into their new base of operations or whatever, and he's like, "Well, they, you know, they know our secret." And she's like, "What's that?" Because like they don't have funding. Like Tony Stark went bankrupt. Like Deadpool is basically funding them. Oh by yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, "Well, what's that?" And he's like, "That we'll <laughs> we'll save the world for free." And I think that's definitely where, like, I love that parallel. I don't know if it was a specific nod to that, but, like, that line is what I thought of. That scene in particular. When Sam was just like, no, we saved the world? Like. <laughs> right. I didn't wait for a paycheck. What, and I, what, was like, what I took. Gotta go now. Thank right. <laughs> what, what I took home from that when they said we didn't get paid was it answered a question for me that I had left over from WandaVision, which answered it that, yeah, Vision totally Ultron that money to buy some, to buy a house plot. <laughs> I mean, it was town. foreclosed to be Vision fair. Straight, like, yeah. Yeah. He... Vision straight stole that cash. What a robot need with money. <laughs> He's going to buy <laughs> a nice place to settle down with his late, his superpowered lady. Um, Honestly, Man, he, it looked like he stole that cash. It wasn't even a house; it was a lot. <laughs> it was just yeah. He bought a he bought a plot of land. Like he probably made Tony money. Stark pay for it, so he probably was like like how Pepper was like, no, no, no. You bought me a very nice birthday gift. He probably bought himself a very nice birthday gift with Tony Stark's money, or maybe or look, I I understand we still like Pepper Potts. That's still theft. Like that's still that's still stealing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but get it. it doesn't make it better. If, it doesn't make it better if you like him. We talked about privilege earlier. <laughs> no, but Tony Stark was a less likable character then, so I didn't feel so bad for him. And he also didn't. He was also yeah. like I, he also really liked her in that dress, so he didn't really argue with it. So <laughs> right, it was a calculated move on Pepper's part, and she wasn't wrong. It's still theft, but she wasn't wrong. She made it's, a calculated chess move, still, and it wasn't wrong. I know. Ethically, it's still Oh, yeah, wrong. it's still theft. Now, speaking <laughs> of ethics and things being wrong, uh, we got introduced to another character in this show uh, who I didn't know that they were going to bring him in, but I'm so glad that they did. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley, he, for those who don't know, uh, he was the black Captain America. Uh, there are two different stories from this, um, and both of them are are good stories to tell. Uh, I'm, I forgot which one is the one considered canon, but the one that I like, it depends on which one you like, quite honestly. The one that I like is that Isaiah Bradley was the first Captain America. Uh, they were doing experiments, and they started using black people to see if the super soldier mm. serum would work. And Isaiah Bradley, it worked. And he became quote unquote the first Captain America, but they didn't want him to be the face of America. So then they went with Steve Rogers when they perfected the serum. Uh, then they put him in jail for some time. And then he got out of jail after 20, 30 years, depending on, you know, what continuity you're in. And he had a grandson who needed a blood transfusion. And he was the only one who matched up, gave his grandson a blood transfusion. His grandson, got part of that serum inside of him, and he became the superhero Patriot. That's a quick history on that. And then they bring Isaiah into the show, and they tell his history, which kind of matched what I was saying, except he was the second Captain America. 
who actually fought Winter Soldier and ripped his arm off. I want to watch that movie. Yep. <laughs> I want to I want to see that deleted scene. I want to see whatever happened in Budapest as well. <laughs> I want to see that movie because like uh, again now uh, and and this is for for everyone listening. Yes, I am a black man and I've said some things about this country. However, this is still my country. This is my home. I would love to see myself represented as such. There is nothing better than to see a black Captain America. I'm not saying that because I'm black. I'm just saying that because as somebody who comes from the lineage of people who built this country, who entertain everybody in this country through music, through sports, through every form of entertainment, what's more American than that? But so seeing Isaiah in, in this, and then they showed the dark history of that. They did experiments on him in jail and stuff. This is why we still have super soldiers, even though Steve was supposed to be the only one. They're really milking that idea too much that he was the only one and the formula was gone. You know? So the so the blood that they had was Isaiah's, correct? Yeah, that was yeah, that, that was utilized. the blood that they were using. Okay. Yeah. Because I know um, Peggy so, had some of Steve's leftover blood for a while, right? I think in yeah. her show. I ooh, I think I figured out the cameo. Is it going to be her? I think, and and I, no, it's not going to be her. She's it's going to be uh, Howard Stark. It's going to be a flashback with Howard Stark hmm. leaving a jail with blood in his hands or something. They're going to do a flashback to Isaiah Bradley. They have to. They can't just introduce him and then just walk away from it all. Well, they're not going to walk away from it because his grandson. I imagine we'll, we're going to get more flashbacks and more information from like when we do Young Avengers because they're setting it up. For those who aren't like familiar with comics, they're setting it up with for Young Avengers between characters we know that are coming, such as uh, Miss Marvel, Comic Con, as well yeah. as um, America Chavez, which I'm excited for her because let's get some more representation yes. in here. Um, not just people of color, but she, I believe, is gay, right? Am I incorrect on that? Yes. Okay. She's, I'm not uh, as strong I think with she's my... bi. I, okay. I want to believe that she's bi, but she's from a planet of women. I know that. Well, she's not straight. <laughs> is the point. No, no. Is the no, point no, of no. this? <laughs> yeah. No. She's, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, so, she's not. And then, of course, the twin, the, uh, the other twins, which is um, yeah. Billy and Teddy? No. No, Teddy's um, is like no. fiance in comics, right? Uh, yeah, Billy, uh, and, Billy Tommy. and uh Tommy, Tommy, yeah, and uh Stature also, Ant Man's daughter. <gasps> yes, Ant Man's she... daughter. She uh, and Hawkeye. She's she's grown up now, so she was in Endgame. She that was a wild like that was a wild age increase. Yeah. she wasn't that young in in ant-man and wasp like she wasn't that like old in ant-man and wasp she's still kind of like i want to say she was like i don't want to say she was like eight nine and then she turned out to be like 20 something five years later i don't know i don't know what happened i didn't that was a sharp age increase it was it reminds me of like all the teen dramas that like it's 20 something year olds playing teenagers and it gives all of us teenagers when we're actually teenagers watching it complexes 
I watched I watched the Tobey Maguire Spider I watched the Tobey Maguire Spider Man's yesterday. I watched Spider Man one and two, oh, and um, Tobey Maguire was twenty seven when he was Spider Man in the first one, and he was thirty in part two. Oh wow! So gosh, I'm excited yeah. about Spider but he was Spider pl- things. He was he was playing an older Peter. I think he plays the oldest Peter Parker in the three modern Peter Parkers that we got. The live yeah, action ones. Because Holland was uh, high school and he blipped. He Holland and his high, best friend ho- blipped. So he's right. still the same age. They're keeping that continuity. Right. Uh, Holland and uh, Garfield were both high school. Garfield, I think, was high school, and then in two, he was graduating high school. Okay. Because I remember a I'm stupid as... scene where he had his cap and gown on a hat on a on a. He was stuck on a truck, and no one was saying a word. I'm like, really? Y'all don't see Spider Man in a cap and gown right here? What? Oh no! So, I haven't seen Garfield. So bad. I need to watch them all because. There's don't rumors. no you don't no you don't no wait, but there's wait, rumors no, that they're going to no. be in like the the whatever this the multiverse variant of the spider-man we're getting which is what i think Look, is gonna happen what then watch then watch that movie and then if you like their performances then go back but you should not watch the the garfield spider-mans don't trust me on this <laughs> and i love stupid movies and i'm telling you don't watch <laughs> oh no I watched the Street Fighter movie the other day. My stupid movie love goes deep. But, <laughs> but no, don't don't waste my brain cells no. on this. <laughs> don't don't oh. look. If you love yourself, I'm I'm big on self care. If you love yourself, you will not watch that movie. Oh man! Apparently, there's a whole group of black super soldiers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It is a lot. Of the 300 so, African-American soldiers, only a handful of men survived the gruesome process. And the survivors became a covert black ops team. Yeah. I feel like this is a that series was a good, I need to read. It was What's a it? graphic novel. It was a, It's called Truth. Yeah, Truth, Red, White, was, and Black is what it's called. Yep. Yeah. For those who want to pull that and read that. I imagine it's in a... Uh, it's not issue by issue. You can get it's a, in a trade. Trade, okay. You can get a trade because that's that was out. That came out in the nineties. Before it's time. All right. Way before it's time. It was real good, real good comes. I was gonna say, can we talk about how Lamar? Can we talk about Lamar? Because I'm 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 mad about of him dying. I know why he had to die I... because he was like the last kind of good grounding bit to um. I, he didn't have to die, but like. He was the last grounding bit. Like, he was the good ground, like, tether that John Walker's right. job left. And it was, like, it was built up to be the snap point, which that's what it was. It was when he snapped, when he lost Lamar. Like, that whole room went still. Like, they hid, they intentionally, the Flag Smashers intentionally hid him away and put him away. So he, they were fully intending to yep. kill Captain America. They were not going to kill Lamar. They didn't, like, they... They were like, no, 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 we're just going to take him down. Like, he's the problem. He's the he's the mascot. We'll take the mascot down and all will be well. Like, they were willing to get their hands that dirty. And oh, I can't, I don't remember the, the gentleman flag splash, flag, flag smasher's name that when they were talking in the graveyard and he was like, sometimes you got to get your hands a little dirty, which is like big irony, big foreshadowing. 
Um, and, you know, you're a Captain America, but, like, you're not afraid to get your hands dirty. But she watches. She watches the Captain America get his hand, get his shield, get his hands real dirty. And her, like, zooming in and getting her reaction to that, wonderful. Like, wonderful filmmaking. It just, it emotionally just, cool. But they did not intend to kill Lamar. So when Lamar died, they all went, oh, shit. All of them. Yeah. There was the oh shit moment when they realized that there was some serum left and, and um, Mr. John Walker, Mr. Captain America had taken it and was a little unhinged. They, I think they've always realized that he, out of all of them, or the, it was the most unhinged and the one that they needed to take down. Yeah. He was the problem. Um, and they oh shit it then and then everyone was like, I was going to say, John didn't even check his pulse. I don't know if I was the only nope. one that noticed that, but he started shaking him. And if he had a spine injury, I'm like, dude, you probably, <laughs> what? Right. How do you have three, I think... three meals of water? <laughs> oh, wait, man. wait, wait, wait. So, so I think we're in agreement here. John killed Lamar. He might have. <laughs> John, I mean, he, we don't John know. just jerked him and snapped his neck. <laughs> I mean, I'm fairly certain the impact did the, the, the damage, but if there was... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. His, his spine sure. was crushed by that. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a super soldier. He was not built to take that sword. He didn't have a jetpack to, like, put a force in the opposite direction right. to dull that impact. No, no, no. He, he ate concrete pillar with his spine. And what it did I want to know... What I want to know is why did the government think it was a good idea to send in two ordinary dudes in a world that we know that people with powers exist? Like, okay, you're going to be Captain America now. Like, wait, no, we just, didn't they just save the world from an alien army? I'm, I can't do that. No. Like, they just rush in like, yeah, I got it. No, and I don't like that. No, there's clearly a group of super... Like, they're tracking a group of super soldiers that it's at least set, like, six or seven. Like, they have that intel. Right. And now we're just gonna... We're gonna send two dudes. Not a support team. Even... Even not, Steve not Rogers other super had soldiers that as a we support know. team. Yeah. Yo. Well, I mean, they, could, not, they couldn't not, pay not for more Not other super soldiers. We're the government. We know that there's another old man super soldier that exists. We could give him money to make him work for us again no this in these two dudes in this basically that's the equivalent if they send if if say like say like in the world we live in the real world right and there's an (laughs) alien invasion and they say hey you aaron you got a spider-man costume get out there and help us (laughs) out like whoa whoa <laughs> Hold on! <laughs> no, uh-uh, no. Oh, you could drive a car. Right. So we have this airplane. We need you to fly it, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, right? hey, look, I need you to repel from this helicopter <laughs> and fight these people on top of these semi trucks uh, that are driving. No, not... <laughs> that are driving. Oh, not it's... that. Not that. And, and can you do the splits like Jean Claude Van Damme? No. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> Yoga's not my sport of choice. Thank you. Yeah, they, the government really did that. Like they just put two regular dudes, even though that they know they have the Sokovia Accords has the names of people who could do stuff. You know, they have a they have a list. 
they have a list of people with powers who exist in the world, but no, they got to do with a with a shrinking and growing suit. They got a, a archer who can hold his own in a fight with a bow and arrow against aliens. Why didn't they call yeah. Hawkeye? You know, amped, amped legless, <laughs> amped up legless. Yeah, they got they got Iron Man left some suits over. They got War Machine. No. Where the hell's War Machine been through this whole thing? What's it? Didn't he supposed he to have like a bigger he role? He showed up at the beginning. He showed up at the beginning to be the like the camp cameo and then i don't know maybe he'll pop up again maybe he'll be like a support that was he's gonna be the one that he's gonna hand the shield over like this belongs to you now i can see him coming in it might people talking about a cameo i can see him coming in and being support because oh man i'm curious as to how that i mean he's gonna steal a shield but he can't just like walk up and take it to him like take it from him right it's gotta it's gonna be a would it be better for there to be a fight or were the, there's not going to be a concession? Oh. I know I was talking to someone okay. early, like first episode that like, we don't want him having to do something illegal to get it. Right. Because even though, okay. Even though Captain America's like Steve has stolen his uniform, it's not as, not as good of a look when it's, Oh, it's the black Captain America, which I like, right. when they did, you know, black Falcon. Um, it's, yeah. it's, the black character stealing like it's it's kind of a weird trope that i'm like mm. i got a i got a great idea and it won't it won't ever happen it won't ever happen but <laughs> oh. here's something and you'll but you'll love this idea though so Excellent. um sam is from let's let's call it new orleans sam is from louisiana wherever he needs to get that shield back he knows a guy because he knows oh, guys because he oh, knew Ant-Man. You know I love this. I you know got you got it. You got it. He's in Louisiana. Oh. He knows a guy. He goes he down guy. into the bayou. He goes down to the bayou and he calls up one of his homeboys, a thief, a, a, a Cajun thief named Remy uh. LeBeau. And he's like, I need you to go steal this shield. And he says, you got it, Mona Me. And that's how the end of the episode five ends. Uh, Boom. I it didn't my happen. Absolute shit. It won't happen because that's because they didn't, they're happen. not going to introduce mutants that way. But, it, but I will say, how cool would how cool would oh, that be man. if that's it how that cool. happened? I love you know you know I love me some Rogue and Gambit. Those are I love me some Southern badass superheroes. That I, have, I have their Thank wedding. You. I have their wedding issue. It's a good one. <laughs> that's a good, a good one. one. That was the best surprise wedding ever. Which is X Men Gold Thirty for those who want to who want to read it. Yeah, set up Kitty and um, Pietor's wedding. Colossus, and, yeah, and Bless Storm, Bless Badass Queen Storm, wearing white, wearing gorgeous like couture right. white to a wedding. To somebody else's wedding. To somebody else's <laughs> wedding, like, and no one blinked an eye. Everyone was just like, "Cool, you do, you girl." And then Mystique I shows love- up, and she as <laughs> someone I else. Love- yeah, I love that that Nightcrawler is like the best big brother ever at his sister's I wedding. It. I love that they remember that he's her brother. Thank you. Yo, <laughs> what? Yeah, I am like the only person who remembers that Nightcrawler has a full family. Yeah, and it must suck. It must suck being Nightcrawler in the X Men, being surrounded by so many of your teammates who've hooked up with your mom. <laughs> 
yeah, and then Mystique's got problems. Mystique, I swear I saw a panel, yeah. and this is me Google searching for something else, and I saw a panel where Rogue had to, like, pull Mystique up off of Sabretooth in the middle of, like, a gruesome yeah. body-littered scene where they had just killed, like, a dozen or so people in, like, bloody, like, murder. And they're like, oh, we're really kind of horny now, so... And she was just like, are you kidding me, Mom? Like, really? Right. Because for those who don't know, Mystique and Destiny uh, adopted Rogue slash manipulated Rogue slash groomed her to be in the Brotherhood. Right. I have opinions on that. (laughs) It it gets weird, yeah. It's a really, really good issue. And I think um, if we're going to hype on uh, X-Men and then Rogue and Gambit, there are two standalone series that i would highly recommend reading there's a five issue called rogue and gambit and then there's a 12 issue called mr and mrs x for after when they're married and they're written by kelly thompson and they're fantastic and there's one point where they even reference a fan doodle like comic in the rogue and gambit which i think was cool because i'm reading it and i'm like i swear i've seen this before and i was like oh wait i've seen it on tumblr i've seen the comic they're referencing on tumblr Mm -hmm. this is a nod to the fandom Hell yeah, girl. You write that right. Sorry. I'm a hype, I'm a hype team no, for Rogue I, and Gambit I, right here. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, and trust me, like, like Nightcrawler's extended family is just freaking fascinating to me. And Nightcrawler is one of my favorite characters oh, of all time. And the fact that they forget that Nightcrawler and Rogue are brother and sister bothers me. Because there's so much you yeah. can do with that. There is. And she like, watches them die. Like, the first yeah time. yeah the first the Is first that legacy time, right? <laughs> uh x-men That's... legacy um uh, i forgot the number, number but be... okay i was gonna be amazed i was gonna be pretty pretty no because yeah that because x-men legacy has like eight volumes oh, God. um yeah. i know a oh a, a sentinel a, a a bastion sentinel impales him Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was because they're going after this is right before AVX um, Avengers versus X-Men for those. Who yeah, it was uh, Messiah that. Complex. Yeah, because of course it was a Summers. Of course it was a Summers. It was Hope. Uh-huh. Oh, God. She was protecting Hope. I'm so Hope. tired. So tired of the <laughs> Tired of the Summers. You're just, we're all just oh, tired of it the was Summers. Actually, it was actually X-Force Volume 3, number 26. Okay. We got we got on a tangent for mutants. <laughs> I know, right? That was a good S theory though. I swear to God, if that happens, I fucking called it. And oh, I will man. I will come back and re-record this whole episode to gloat. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, the addendum of gloat. The gloat addendum is what we'll call it. The, the yeah, gloat addendum. I would straight up add an hour long epilogue of me just gloating There's... about how I call that Gambit was the first mutant that they bring in. And he steals Speaking, Captain America's shield because he's a th- he's a can he's the king of thieves currently in canon like he's, he's the king prince of thieves, thieves for a while yeah. he's the king of the thieves guild so um and that would tie into brother voodoo at some point I'm just saying um I will say for those who appreciate Gambit there is a podcast that has uh, Wolverine and Gambit in it I think Gambit's either in the second season it's a pretty good podcast um it's like a podcast series. I'll have to look up the name of it, but okay. um, and I'll send you for the notes because it was a good like hike listen. Yeah. But then they bring in Gambit, and I, I think Gambit always just needs love. 
I even like yeah, Moon Wolverine game, Origins. And... Thank you. We'll in argue game, on that one. Those characters were like, <laughs> on what? On the Wolverine o- Origins oh. version, like, cause I like there, it was problematic and all, like, but that actor was like physically perfect for Remy. They just did him dirty. I not having, like, I like the Black I like Clara the actor like who played. Yeah. I like the actor that played him. It's just that that script just didn't oh, yeah. do anybody any favors. So nope. I can't fault the actor for that at all. I do nope. not want to see Channing Tatum as Gambit at all. Um, Fair. And, he didn't no, do scruff no. well, and, and, so. Not at all. That's the thing. He's too, he's too clean. Can he grow facial hair? <laughs> Is he like Tom Holland? Like, <laughs> can't. I don't know if my wife is laughing at me questioning if Ch- Tanny Shadum can grow uh, facial hair or not, or if she's looking at her phone. Laughing at me? Yeah, can Tanny Shadum grow facial hair? Can he? Gambit right, has Google, facial hair. Let's Gambit, find this one out. Gambit looks um, like the X goatee. Gambit doesn't have a goatee. He has a he no, has a he George don't. Michael. He has oh. a George Michael five o'clock shadow. Okay, so he and Pedro Pascal, he can do a better, like, Pedro Pascal, but he's got the same sort of, like, geometry as Pedro Pascal no. has for his um I need, I need a full-on 90s George Michael face stubble for my gambit. I'm sorry. I need that. <laughs> we need an Oscar oh. Isaac as Poe Dameron Scruffy level of beard, right? Yeah, but Oscar Isaac can't come close to my X-Men movies anymore. But uh, <laughs> he's Moon Knight. He's about to be Moon Knight, though. I can deal with that. He's cast. I can dig that. He's cast. Yeah. Hey, hey, no, no, I know. Have, I can dig that. Seen, but he... Have you seen his I training videos? Like he's doing tricking. He's doing throws. Like his. Oh, I have to send it. It's not posted under his main Instagram, but it's posted under oh. his like production company or something. Yeah. Post. Oh, yeah. Send me that. I haven't seen that. Badass. Yeah. And he's got his little like gray ponytail and he's scruffy's big old beard. And I'm like, dude, I just I've Moon- hit a different age bracket because you are yes, please, sir. Thank you. Throw that Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon, Moon Knight is one of those he's characters, Egyptian, right? I can't yeah, yes, he yes, he's he he's a, he's a, he's an ethnic Egyptian uh Jewish man. And he he has um Yes, it is a lot, babe. <laughs> My wife is like, "That's a lot." I'm like, "Yeah, it is." Uh, and he has multiple personalities. He is, he is, he he is all oh. over the place, and I love it. I love it because they explore his mental health and like his comics and stuff. I want his series to, and I know I won't get it. I want his series to be more like <laughs> him in in him going through the motions of therapy and just like you know, talking out his stuff. Kind of want it to be like an anthology series where every episode is different from the from, from the next. Kind of like what I want mm. with She-Hulk. Have I told you my She-Hulk pitch? Because I have one. You have not. Great. I'm sure you do. My She-Hulk pitch is Law and Order for the MCU. Every episode different. Something, Some case for some Marvel hero. They can introduce so many heroes like this. Just every episode oh, you know is like she... a Law and Order thing, and and she's like or... next door to uh, Matt Murdock and Jessica Jones because they all worked out of the same building. Oh man, I was going to say because <laughs> my wife is sitting here laughing at me like I'm just a madman, just like giving out TV pitches and stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're not mad though, because when Xavier dies, one of the time he dies, when he when Scott Summers effing kills Xavier at yeah, the end of AVX, when Cyclops they're off dealing with his will. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when the good yeah. boy, the good old yeah. boy. To be fair, he was under the Phoenix. Like he was in part one fifth, not even the full ass Phoenix. He was a fifth of yeah, that Phoenix. He was a fifth and of the Phoenix force and killed. Yeah, but. After they had to deal with the Will stuff, it was, um, I believe they brought in She-Hulk and, and, and Murdoch. She read the Will. Yeah. The will. Yep. Yeah. Now, because now they, you brought that up. Really the lawyers on call. Now you bring that up. And this, this is something that bothers the shit out of me. I, I emailed Brian Michael Bendis for years trying to figure out the conclusion to this story because they brought up a plot point and dropped it out of nowhere so when she hulk is reading professor x's will to the x-man he brings up that professor x before he died he got married to mystique and they never bring it up again yeah i forgot about this they never bring it up Mystique, mystique and professor x have a child I know she has a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, yo, Mystique. Yeah, yeah. It, again, it Mystique's sucks being Nightcrawler, okay, like, being surrounded by so many dudes who've hooked up with your mom. It's like, what the fuck? And a lot of them are nuts, to be fair. Like Dark yeah. Hall, because there's Dark. Uh, what's his yeah, name? Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. That yeah, kid. Wolverine and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The blue Mystique Wolverine you know mix about. with the white with the white suit. Yeah. Yeah, he's from I the future, his dark- right? He's from the yeah him him Dark and um, Charlie Xavier, yeah. him and Charlie Xavier Junior though because they're both brothers. Oh that yeah, story, I that story that was when I, they did the that, that was Battle of the Atom. Yeah, that whole God that was a pain to read because it was all over that the was, place. I know we've totally deviated was, from the Winter Soldier, but yeah, yeah, we'll get back <laughs> to it. But like, it was all over the place with that one. Like I'm like this, like X Men from like eight different timelines and stuff. Everybody's got kids. Uh, Storm and Black Panther got a daughter that they never really reconcile how that worked oh out or anything. Um, and Jubilee, then, not only that, Jubilee's of still a vampire, a- but her son is now got an Iron Man suit. What the hell? It's not even. It's not. That's all a chaotic mess. But then, like trying to read it because it was during the phase of uh, Marvel Comics where they're like, the way we'll get more readers is if we put a storyline and spread it through like five or six different yep. volumes. So like, you have to buy other comics to read and find yeah. out what's going to happen, or else you're going to be very confused. Uh, which is rude and harder to do with comics than it is with like a series. Which is like. Yes, they're all interconnected, but like the way they did it was not right. Subtle. It was very it was in your awful. face, like we're doing it for money. We're sucked. And then the and, it was and just then like the it, it was just it was so many characters going on and stuff. Because again, when you're dealing with teams like the X Men and the Avengers, uh, by the time the the mid um, the mid aughts came around, uh, there was like six hundred members of between each team like if you if you're in the marvel universe and you haven't been on the x-men or the avengers something is wrong with you or both like yeah or both (laughs) and and the thing is there's only been a handful of people who've been on both that i think i can name them off one hand 
Uh, All right, go. Okay, not one hand. I, I just I just thought about it. It's not one hand, but it's a very low number. Uh, beast, it is a low number. Uh, yes. Beast, Wolverine, um, Sunspot, Cannonball. Um, babe, superhero names are weird. Don't question me, right? Now. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, Sunspot's a Brazilian dude too. But uh, who else? Rogue. Wanda. Yeah, I was, I was saying, if you missed Rogue, I was about to be, that was what I was no. waiting for. I want to start chiming no. in. Rogue, Rogue, Wanda, Pietro, Sunfire. Actually, Wanda's never been on an X team. Only in really? alternate universe. Only on okay, alternate fair. universes. She has uh, been Pietro has been. Yeah, Pietro has been on X teams. Um, who else? Havoc. I have. Might be. Uh, ha- yeah, Havoc, Wolverine. I think that might be an Angel. Has Storm ever been on the Avengers? No, Storm is. I, she's been on the okay. Fantastic Four, but she's never been an Avenger. Okay. Yeah, that's that, it. I mean, yeah, I can't think of any other ones. I appreciate that they brought Rogue in to like lead and they right they to lead a team yeah yeah she's oh, a good was leader ever on an x team deadpool yeah, yeah. was on x-force, x-force. yes yeah. yep so he's he has been an avenger and been yep the x-men so there we go that's that's 12 <laughs> <laughs> out oh, of I, out of like a hundred or so heroes 12 i'm gonna do 12 my pitch crossover again for- for uncanny avengers because if you can get past the art on volume three um the first like however many issues because they do oh, like god is that what everything horrible. was circles it was like very angular like it was stupid angular. Yeah. but um it starts with it's where Jed deadpool is brought in and i think the growth okay. between like rogue is a leader deadpool and then her relationship with wanda because she always butts head with wanda depending on how much depends on who oh, writes it, basically. I got, I got one more. I got one more X Men Avengers member yes, that a lot of people miss. One more. You're not gonna believe this. Spider Man. But he's not a mutant. I know. You don't have to be a mutant to be on X Men. You don't even have to have Bear? powers. <laughs> you don't even have to have powers to be on X Men. You remember the mutant that like his power was to be forgotten. Forget me not. Yeah. When you when you forget me not. Yeah. When you when you leave uh, when he leaves your line of sight, you just forget he exists and he's been on the X Men since the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) His only power is you forget who he is when he leaves your line of sight. Yeah. Uh huh. I remember him. Terrible power. I think Rogues is like kind of rough, but like that's a that's a worse power. No, I the think. worst, the worst power, the worst power to have. Now, in real life, in the world we live in, this would be a phenomenal power. But the worst power, and they put this boy in combat, was Doug Ramsey. Doug Ramsey, his code name was Cipher. What could Cipher do? He could understand <gasps> any language Cypher. that he saw. Any language, he could understand it. 
Even if it was written down or made up, he could understand that language. Why would you put him in combat? This is why he died. This is why he died. (laughs) (laughs) He does do helpful things. And for those who aren't big comic folks, I really appreciated y'all's reaction to um, Infinity War. Because at the end of Infinity War, when everyone, near everyone dusts, um, y'all lost your shit. And meanwhile, anyone that has ever read any sort of comics was like, they'll be back. Yeah. Or anyone that knows anything about contracts. But like... We're so desensitized. We're so desensitized from people dying in comics. If when you read comics and someone dies, you're like, oh, okay, they're... Only the only people who die in comics have also been brought back. The only people who die and stay dead are Bruce and Mar- I mean, Martha and Thomas Wayne, Uncle Ben, and <laughs> and uh, and I even Uncle Ben so. comes back. Really, that's weird. Alternate universe in uh, the Spider Verse okay. in the Spider Verse comics, Uncle Ben became Spider Man because Peter got shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a. I just. Yeah. Because the Hulk doesn't stay. Banner doesn't stay dead. He tries to kill himself. Like he, like the he, hand brings him back. Yeah, he can't die. He's, no, he ends they up and it. he dies. He actually finally dies at some point. Like he makes a serum. Like Ben. Like uh, you know why am I saying Ben? But um, Bruce makes some sort of serum and like because he was he wanted to die and then um the hand brings him back and he's like zombie. Hulk. Like yeah, the, Zombie the, Hulk. Whatever the name that they, they gave him on that one. Invincible? I don't know. But, um... He, it's... It, <laughs> it, but when comic characters die... Yeah, when they die, <laughs> this like, uh... And they're like, you know what? We can make more money if we bring them back. And they're right. We'll, we'll go and pay our money to buy this book where this person comes back. <laughs> and... And it's it's just like it's, that. It's, a, it's dramatic to kill the favorite mm-hmm. characters or the because the character like killing Xavier. Xavier's never going to get killed because Xavier Xavier's one of the most powerful telepaths to ever exist. We're going to kill that him. Wasn't that sounds even, like a good like that's and that wasn't even his first time dying. Professor X has died in no. every decade. He's died <laughs> in the sixties. He's died in the seventies. He's died in the eighties. Reimagining himself. Yeah. He's, oh, a, he's a great and, life lesson. Right. <laughs> Reinvent and, and you know, yourself. You're in a stuck place. And we all know Jean Grey, she dies the, she's died Lord the hell. most in comics. And then, and then there's one character, there's one character who died four times in one month. In one month worth of comic book Wolverine. issues, this man died almost, no, uh, nice, uh, not, not, um, what's his name? Um, shit. Um, he was on Alpha Flight, and he was on the X Men. He was the first openly gay comic book character. Um, oh, I shit. see him, and I can't think of his what? name. North North Star, North Star. I was gonna say Night Star, but North that's Star. not it. North Star. He died in like four different. Uh, he died in like four different realities, all in the same month. They killed him so many times; it was just not even funny. It was like almost homophobic how many times they killed this man. Oh Lord! So, so in conclusion, uh, yes. Sam Wilson was not a mutant. Sam Wilson, <laughs> but all not these a other mutant. people were. All these, uh, he just also, had the ability to talk to birds. 
as he right. did. Also, uh, before while we're still on North Star, North Star also the first openly gay comic book character. Also, the wedding. first. Yeah, he was the first one to get married. He was the first gay character to get married on panel. I remember seeing that panel. It was really pretty. Like the the art was gorgeous. Which I'd have been mad yeah. if they shit they got they picked a less tier artist to do that because that would have been mm, bad yeah. taste. I believe Nightcrawler officiated that wedding. I know he did Deadpool's. I love me some Nightcrawler. I appreciate uh, Nightcrawler with a beard. Let's just talk about how Nightcrawler. Yo, Nightcrawler with facial hair was the shit because it it made me feel like he was representing me because you don't see (laughs) superheroes with beards unless they get stuck in the future for a long time. Yeah, he has fur. And he's he's furry. Yeah, like uh, Wolverine, Logan calls him Fuzzy Elf. So yeah. the fact that he can grow a, f- a pretty damn good beard, an Oscar Isaac Dune level beard, like they didn't skimp on this beard. This is, and he's, <laughs> he's, yeah, this is a man's man beard. I don't know if it's in the, 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 the phrase, but I appreciate this beard a lot and I should probably right. stop talking about his beard. All right, now. <laughs> Let's 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 conclude with how we started. Now back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now uh, again, this is for those listening, and I hope you guys are still listening because this has been a great episode. <laughs> but uh, um, so we are as we're recording this, we are merely hours away from episode five airing. Um, how do you see? So by the time you guys are listening to this, that 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 episode would have aired, and we'll probably have gone live and talked about it and stuff even more. Um, Alexandra, how do you how do you want this series to end? I mean, aside from with Sam with the shield, we're getting that. We know we're getting that. Yeah. How I would want it to. End. Like I'm how do you get how, how do you get John, that? I would like John Walker's story to be handled in a way that is holding that mirror up without it being beating someone over the head with the mirror. I don't know how they do that. I don't want to try and predict that because I am notoriously bad at that. But like what I would like to see is something that is going to maybe change some people's like maybe like i don't want to say change some people's minds entirely but like open up conversations and okay. without it being someone taking like being very polarized and aggressive because that conversation that that hasn't like helped um i i want to see him in jail honestly i don't want to see him become u.s agent i think he's uh done effed up uh, so I don't want to see him. I do want to see Nadora come back and the White Wolf kind of get a more formal place because that is a thing in the comics, I believe, correct? The White Wolf? Yeah. Yep. White Wolf is a different character altogether, though. Is he? Yep. White yeah. Wolf is... Uh, so... <laughs> Black Panther T'Challa has a white brother. Uh, it, it's a weird. Yeah, I'm, he has a white I'm brother. They, is he adopted? Is he just like the, they adopted a token? Yeah, white, yeah, white yeah, yeah. He they kind of Tarzan this kid, so it was like a plane crash, <laughs> and this white kid landed in Wakanda. I'm not kidding. And they basically <laughs> raise him alongside T'Challa and call him the White I Wolf. Laugh. I 
That's I appreciate the best how they've done white books. Yeah. <laughs> comics are I wild, like y'all. Comics are crazy. You gotta yeah, y'all gotta understand that a lot of these characters were products of the sixties and the seventies, some in the fifties and the forties. So you're gonna see some shit that just like what? Like if you guys saw how Mbaku is in the comics, you would flip your shit. Look up right now, look up man ape. M A N hyphen ape. Look at that. That's that's who Mbaku. That's who Mbaku is. Yeah, man ape. God, he's one of my favorite characters though. That joke about- Yeah. Don't go into the comics looking about it. Vegetarian. I'm upset. Yeah, we're all vegetarians. That is... <laughs> did you that did is... you did you did you, did you pull it oh up? Oh my god. Did no. you pull it up? Yeah. Whoa! I hate all of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, that's who that is. Even yep. the newer renditions are terrible like worse because uh, he looks more like a yeah. they, they really lean into it. Also so for like those the size of, of a Mac truck. For those of y'all not like looking this up right now, you're not gonna escape from this shit. It's basically a black man inside of a silverback gorilla costume with his face coming out of the mouth of the gorilla. No, this is horrible. And of course, since oh, he's from man. Africa, he's holding a spear. So yeah, oh, comics be tripping. <laughs> Lord, um. Oh, wow. I guess they're doing... I found on Google all these comic comparisons and they did one of Ego. And boy, oh, oh yeah. boy, comics Ego is like in a loincloth, basically. He's like this Magneto-level well, baritude, but like in a loincloth. That's, that's, this... that's just his human form. Ego is literally the planet. I know. But the, 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 the image I found... Yeah, I know, I know what you, I know what you're talking about too. I see all of those. Yeah, he's just wearing, he's just wearing a loincloth. Whatever. But but he's like eight, seventy, and like ripped, and like, yeah, just like Magneto, man. Let's think, eighty year olds look like they're just Mack truck built without no body fat. Oh yeah, everybody, everybody in comics just had to be just like zero percent body fat. But then the women, the women oh, just Lord. inexplicably eight zero percent body fat in the rest of their bodies, tits as big as the moon, but but you know that's that's just what it was. Except for Frank uh, Cho, shout out to Frank Cho who draws his uh, comic women like I mean they got big titties and asses, but they're also like they got muscles too. They got quads right. and they're proportional. They're, they're not just like they're quite real. It's not like with tits. It's not like Rob Rob Liefeld who just couldn't draw feet and just gave everybody eight million muscles. That's the common denominator I hear about him every single time. Just think, but have you looked at their feet? Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, if you want to have a laugh, we're talking about um, we're talking about uh, Captain America. We're talking about Falcon and all that. Look up Rob Liefeld, Captain America. Just look it up. Everybody listening. It's literally look, look I, it up. I'm I'm typing Rob Liefeld and the second one that comes up is Captain America. So this is clearly uh, a well Googled like oh! oh yeah. Yeah, there you go. You found it. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, I can't breathe. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So uh Someone um, so, photoshopped so, Steve to have those exact proportions yeah. in, in the MCU. 
So if you're looking at those pictures right now and you thought and someone told you that you can't draw, if you can do better than that, don't ever let anybody step on your dreams, okay? <laughs> don't live your life, live your best life. Live your life. Some big man titties. <laughs> man, that I saw that. When I was a kid, I saw. I think it was like 12, 13 when I saw that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, man. It is something else is what this is. Lord. Anyways. um, Oh, man. This has to be. I'm about to send you this picture. And this has to be some somewhere on the, the, the Temple of Geek article for this. Because. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we're going to, because this episode has been super duper fun. So I, I want I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And because, and, and, and I want to thank you for bringing this to my attention because we, we had to talk, we had to have this conversation because there have been yeah. some conversations going around that weren't as inclusive as this show is. Um, and, and and I do want to thank you for bringing that to my attention and, and agreeing to be on this this platform with me uh, that I'm sharing that I'm sharing with you because this this was your idea and I, I want to give you the credit for that because um, this this is, a, this is a great show and it, it's there are a lot of conversations that need to be had and if this show can like help bridge the gap with those conversations to have with other people and stuff that means this is a really really significant piece of art um absolutely so you were asking me how i wanted the show to end how do yeah, you like how yes. do you see it Eddie? you have more of the the, the movie background than i do so. now what 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 i what i want to see is one um is i i I'm, i know they're gonna go with the u.s agent route but I do want to see John Walker go get some accountability for what he did, for what he did, you know, uh, not just they take the shield away and then they go on like a PR tour apologizing and stuff. No, um, some real accountability for some stuff like that, because, you know, he committed murder on foreign soil. You know, if, if the United States government ain't going to do anything, maybe um, were what country were they? Were they in Sokovia or? No, it wasn't. Oh, uh, they were what country in, was that? Uh, it wasn't Romania. It was no. They were. In, they were. In, they were. They were in Latvia. They were in Latvia, not Latveria. Latvia. They. I. I thought it was Latveria at first, but then I saw it again. I was like, oh, it was Latvia. They were in Latvia. Yeah. Uh, which I think so the they Latvian, actually filmed in Budapest. I think. They, I think they so. were Filming in Budapest, which is a gorgeous yeah. city. Gorgeous. I. I, I really want to go, um, but. I just hope that there's some accountability and then Sam steps up and sees why Steve hand chose him, you know? Yeah. And one of the best things that I like seeing is like some of the best leaders are the people who don't want to lead, you know, who don't power so, grab. Yeah. Yeah. The people who who are reluctant to be, you know, in that position. Uh, and, and Sam is that he was he was Captain America's number two. Everybody think that Bucky was no Bucky was Bucky was his own like entity and stuff. He had his own things he had to go through, which I also want to see more of that as well. Uh, Bucky making amends with his um, with his Japanese neighbor. To, I was going to say they're going to have to go back to that at, at some yeah. point. If they don't, and I wish they had. 
I wish they had more time. Well, I don't know what the running time is for the next two episodes. If they might get more time that they can like explore with these characters that they had introduced and stuff, because Bucky has a whole list of amends that he has to make. So, which is the same notebook, the same Steve notebook, same notebook, yep, same notebook, and. Uh, I'll end on this. Uh, Bucky had a very powerful line when he was like, look, he chose you. So that means he thought of something in you. So if he was wrong, then that means he was wrong about me. So it means a lot to Bucky to see Sam be Captain America. I really appreciate how they've been handling Bucky and how Sebastian Stan has just been like, just doing such a great job. But they're this show has so many layers. These characters have so many layers. Um, there's, we couldn't do like we couldn't do it justice even in like two hours because yeah. one we 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 are tangent we are tangent people. Yeah, I love talking about all prom. sorts of geek things. We do, right. but also there's just so many little things because even as you we, we were talking about the notebook, I remember like the plane ride where uh-huh. they're talking about Marvin Gaye. And Zemo brings up, he's like, a, a totally valid yet very inappropriate, like, point. He's like, he's right. He's like, but also, why are you talking? Like, so it, it addresses, yeah. like, little things like that. And But the Trouble Man soundtrack and, is exactly what Zemo said. Y'all should really listen to that if you haven't already. I should have that on my list. I'd be like, I should be like, uh, both... Bucky and Steve and just have a list of things. But then I'd have a very long list because there's so many things I want to do. But I have not listened to the Trouble Man soundtrack. Or is it soundtrack or just is Trouble Man? Yeah, it's the a soundtrack, thing? yeah. yeah uh, it's oh. both. It's a soundtrack. It's uh, Marvin Gaye, uh, Trouble Man. Trouble Man was a black exploitation movie. Okay. You should probably watch that too, right? Oh, you don't have to. You <laughs> You don't, you don't okay. have to. And, and I'm a big fan so, of black exploitation uh, movies, but the movie itself is not. Def- Go ahead. I was say, can you define black exploitation to me? Because I was thinking black- it was something different. Oh no 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 no! Black exploitation movies are are, are extremely good movies, uh, ob- objectively and subjectively speaking. Uh, black exploitation movies were movies that were popular in like the '60s and the '70s where like a lot of movies being made in Hollywood weren't made by black voices. So um, black filmmakers started just funding and making their own movies. They were really cheap to make. Um, There were a lot of production mistakes. I mean, there's like boom mics inside of it and stuff. Uh, Actors are reading like stage directions and stuff in the movie. Um, It's a real fun time. But the movies themselves show black people like, like, in in roles that they pretty much saw on a day to day basis. They were like the hood movies of their time. There was always like a hero who was like a pimp or something like that, and the villains were always like powerful white dudes. Um, and these like heroes are like in the on the streets, like basically in the neighborhood taking care of things. Uh, Luke Cage was Marvel Comics' answer to black exploitation movies. Uh, same thing with huh. Black Lightning for DC. Uh, that's why Luke Cage, if you watch the Luke Cage show on Netflix, it, it plays out like a black exploitation film. There's a there's a guy who's like kind of down on his luck and stuff, but he turns out to be the hero for the people. He takes care of the people in Harlem. 
You know, he takes care of the people in his neighborhood and he keeps bad people out of his neighborhood. Um, there's a movie very recently came out that's kind of like a spoof on black exploitation movies uh, called Black Dynamite. Stars Michael Jai White, uh, Tommy Davidson's in it. A lot of lot of black actors are in it. It is hilarious because some black exploitation movies are hilarious. Some of them are serious. Uh, there's even horror ones too. Uh, Blackula comes to mind. Oh <laughs> yeah, Dracula but <laughs> black. Yep. <laughs> some of them are there. Uh, there's some of them that are straight up works of art. There are some of them that are just goofy as all hell, but they have a very special place in my heart because they're very significant. It's like we're not gonna wait for white Hollywood to let us do things. We're just gonna do it on our own. Um. Kung Fu movies were like that as well. I was going to suggest Bollywood. Yeah, Bollywood is the same. It is the same way. It's like once once they give it a name that like kind of ties it to an ethnicity, it's an exploitation film because it becomes an exploitation film when they see how popular it's getting. When when those people who who are in that community are making it, and then when the white Hollywood people start making those kinds of movies, that's when they get bad. You know? Yeah. They uh, see a market. That's capitalism. They see a market. They I, see someone else making money on the market. They're like, well, we have the the, the money, the power. We can do right. it better. We can get part of that market share. Or maybe take over that market share. Exactly. Bigger. And then they, then they saturate. It's like when your parents start saying slang that you use, you don't want to say it anymore. Um... Uh, <laughs> And black exploitation movies also gave a a, um, a vehicle for other actors to branch into movies. Uh, there's one movie called uh, Willie Dynamite. Uh, it's about the the biggest baddest pimp in New York and stuff, right? He's the hero of the movie, and he's trying to muscle in on everybody else's territory. He's like, "Look, I'm gonna just pimp pimp women all across the city. Why should I just stay in one neighborhood? I can do this." That's that's basically the plot of it. Doesn't matter. But the actor who played Willie Dynamite also played Gordon on Sesame Street. What? Yeah. Let me say that again. There was a guy in a movie called Willie Dynamite, who's biggest, baddest pimp in New York City, lived on Sesame Street next to Oscar the Grouch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Acting is so wild to me. Classically trained actors. These are the parts that they could play, you know, that, and that's... So, yeah, but Trouble Man, you don't have to watch it. You know, I didn't think it was that good of a movie. The soundtrack is is one of those cases where the soundtrack is better than the movie. I know some of those. That's fair. Uh, I know. (laughs) I love soundtracks. Let me just tell you, I love soundtracks. Me too. We can probably do a whole podcast where we talk about, like, movie soundtracks. Hell yeah, like, back when movie soundtracks had that one... Had that one song that was specific to the movie. Oh yeah, like Turtle Power oh, for Ninja Turtles. Oh uh, man, yeah. Danger Danger Zone Something for uh, yeah, Danger Zone for Top, Top Gun. Gun. Which they play like eight times through the whole movie. Never ending story for Never Ending Story. That's fair. I was gonna say like a. Uh, uh, like a nod back to something we were earlier we were talking about with Spider-Man. I listened the hell to the hell like out of um the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man one. That was a pretty good uh-huh. soundtrack. I mean, not like a a score, 
But like it had a pretty darn good like menagerie of music for the time. It's like MTV shows always had good ass music to accompany them. In my opinion, like they just yeah. in the in the like Teen Wolf has its own thing. Like, yeah, get on me for Teen Wolf, but like some of the songs that they pulled in the time that they like they were yeah. really good at marrying songs, like not just scores. Like, and I love scores, but like they were uh-huh. marrying songs in with like the the scenes and the segues, and I was like, no, I don't, now I have to go look this artist up. Like that's how they did, it, and they did it well. Um, even though t- Teen Wolf is, is delightful trash. It is like a comfort show. It's a teen drama with werewolves and what have you. So, and pretty people. Yeah, and Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf also had, <laughs> Teen Wolf also had a song specific on the soundtrack. That Big Bad Wolf song that they played at the dance. Oh, yeah. Yep. Outlander does. Uh-huh. Outlander has that I- opening song. And I think Outlander has... A gorgeous soundtrack and as someone who has been to scotland a couple times and wishes to move and live there forever um i listen to the outlander soundtracks whenever i'm having like a mood but one of the things like the the opening song that they do they um it's different each season or like they or, or by episode depending on where they're they're at so when they're in france for a bit it's in it's mm-hmm. in french like they do oh. a, a rendition of it in french yeah now speaking of we should do we scotland. should do a podcast you guys heard it first. We're going to do a podcast talking about soundtracks. But with this one, we, we, we've we held you guys' ears hostage long enough. I want to thank you, Alexandra, for coming on for this. Um, we, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the soundtrack podcast soon. Uh, and that's going to wrap up this episode of Temple of Geek. I want to thank everybody who tuned in today, especially our guest, Alexandra Cott. Uh, for being here with us today. If you guys any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. Uh, check out all our other shows as well on templeofgeek.com. Alexandra, uh, if you if you please tell people where, where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on uh, Cause Life Hack still, uh, even though it's on a hiatus, but other than that, it's Catastrophic on Instagram. So like Catastrophic, but in Polish. There you go. Only people that know Polish will know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But well, Todd is you. Polish for cat. Oh. Okay. I didn't know that. You know what's the funny part of you not knowing that is I totally explained it on the last podcast. I know, right? And, right. and also, my, God, my godfather is Polish. And yes, it's been a week. So. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.